believe whatever you want to believe, but if you're asking me, that's my thoughts on it. And if you're not asking me, it's my podcast still, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. You're listening to the Art and War Podcast with your host, Mitch and Nathan. Mitch is a former Airborne Infantry Squad leader who now spends most of his time coaching soccer. Nathan is a professional illustrator and an avid shooter with a couple of years of Canadian military experience. Together, they run the Seaburn Art page. Enjoy the show. So, Mitch, you're back, and I don't know what's going on with your beard and why it looks like you're inside, like, a Taliban cave somewhere. Like, you've got rugs hanging on the wall behind you, your hair is disheveled. You, you've got an unkempt beard. What happened? Where have you been? Um, I'm actually in a bomb shelter in Ukraine right now. Um, I, no, I was I'm wondering, just... it kind of it kind of feels like that. <laughs> no. Um, it's probably the best place to record is my basement right now. So I'm down in the basement and, uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out. Uh, been good. Wife and daughter yep. are doing wife and daughter stuff. I'm doing soccer stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of hanging out. I decided I'm not cutting my hair or shaving my face for as long as I feel like it. I have to condition Dude, my hair now. It's nice. Out of the two of us, I didn't think you would be the one to reach full Ted Kaczynski first. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just like having long hair, and I like um, the yeah, beard but coming in. For someone who's been like spending his uh, vacation doing wholesome family things and playing golf, you, you look kind of like a mountain man hiding in a basement, and it's it's fun. It's interesting. It's a, it's a fun Mitch look. Well, I've been... Well, golf is something that I've kind of always wanted to do, but there were so many networking opportunities in soccer that I've lost because I didn't golf. Like people that I had no business talking to that were like, hey, you want to come golfing? And I'm like, I don't even have clubs. <laughs> so it's kind of, and I'm retired now. So my goal is yeah. kind of like, if I can just get good enough to not hold up a game of golf, then I can go and just bullshit and meet people that I have no business like meeting or becoming friends with. So <laughs> I think of- it's you that told me this. I don't think anyone actually likes golf. And I, I, I truly believe that. I, I think like the propo- the proponent of people proportions, sorry, that actually like golf that go and play golf is maybe like 3%. Everyone else is just there to bullshit and meet people and yeah, network. Yeah. Like I think that's part of golf. So, When I said, like, I don't think anybody actually likes golf. I mean, like, the actual sport, nobody is going – I mean, maybe some people are. But, like, I feel like very, very few people are going out by themselves and, like, seriously trying to get really good at golf just for the sake of being good at golf. Uh, I am – like, I went with some friends. I went with some um, coaches around the area. And I'm just like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, oh, that's fine, dude. Like, let's teach you. So now I've just been going and I've been learning to play some golf. And uh, hopefully it gets me uh, into places that I have no business being in. Dude, I, there, there's just something strange about this, like, mountain man going and learning golf from private instructors so you can network with, what? what is it, soccer people? Sport, yeah. Sport ball? There's a lot of high-end, like, coaches, owners, directors um, that golf. And I'm golfing with some of them next – no, not next week. In a couple weeks, I think, we're going – we're traveling. And, you know, that's, like, the best thing about being out is, like, I think two weeks ago, 
my buddy was like, hey, we're golfing like eight hours away tomorrow. You want to go? And I don't have to ask permission. I can just leave the state and go golf and do whatever I want. You just do it. You're not kind of the government's bitch anywhere. I mean, we all are in our own kind of cosmic way, but you're not completely beholden. (laughs) No, it's dope as fuck. I get to go golf with random people and I get to meet people. It's a lot of fun. But how, how do you feel now? Like, was was it a weight lifted off your shoulders? You know, when you finally got your your uh, clearance papers and got the fuck out of there. No, well, you, you want to know what happened? I didn't. I don't think I had time to like process it. So I went and I spent the whole day because on the last day that you're in the military, you have to go and get all these signatures that you can only get on the last day. So I went and I did all of them, and then I get to the final out where you get your final stamp and then you can just leave. And I get there, I have every single paper except for my SFL tap clearing paper. And they're like, Hey, you have to come back with the SFL tap clearing paper. And I'm like, but it's like, you guys close in 10 minutes. I don't have it. Can I like scan it and email to you, to you? And they're like, Nope. So (laughs) that was supposed to be my last day, but I had to wake up again at like 6 a.m. and then go there first thing in the morning the next day. And the problem with doing that was that the people that were coming to move like all my shit out of the apartment were also coming in the morning that day. Ah. So it turned into that morning, the day after what was supposed to be my last day, I had to wake up, get in uniform again, go to base, bring them that SFL tap paper, get the final. It all took like 30 seconds actually there. And then as soon as I got home, it wasn't like any type of, I don't know, like, oh, this is the last time I'm taking on my uniform. It's, oh, fuck, I got to change because moving people are going to be here. So I just like ripped it off, threw it in a corner, and I'm just like, okay, getting my shit ready to be moved. And yeah, there wasn't really any big, like, oh, my God, I'm out, or like any big stress reliever. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, like on to the next thing. And then uh, yeah. I'm going to go play golf seven hours away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it, like, it still hasn't really hit me. I don't think it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm not in the military anymore. Like that's just kind of it. It's done. Yeah. It seems like you've been having a bit of fun at the very least. You've been doing a bit of a internet detox. We've been talking every few days just about random bullshit. I haven't been, I've very purposely been trying to avoid political topics. Until you come at me with political topics, like, hey, you hear about Roe v. Wade? Let's shitpost it. Um, that wasn't me. I don't give a fuck about Roe v. I don't, I don't know enough about the argument with abortion to have an opinion. Like, I don't know when life starts. I don't know, like, at what point, like, it's, like, killing someone. I don't, I don't know, and I don't get it, and I don't care enough to learn about it to know just – we, we got into it in the last podcast, the last schizo podcast. I will spare you that, that particular indignity as this is, this is Mitch's return. We're, we're not going to get into esoteric garbage that no one, that, that everyone's been fucking inundated with for the last two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Well, just when it comes to like the media or like politics that's been going on in general, like you said, I haven't been paying attention. And yeah, very purposely. I haven't been bringing it up to you. And I think it's for the best. Like you, you needed a detox. Yeah. I think we all do in general. Like it it is kind of important. Well, it's just kind of a topic that like, I don't give a shit about. And I know a lot of people give a shit about it in both sides. And I really like, 
I don't know enough about it to have an opinion. And some people be like, every life begins at like inception. And I'm like, I don't know. When I come inside my wife, like, I don't think like there's a baby. Oh my you know? God. <laughs> like, it's kind of just like, yeah, I mean, now there's some sperm. I mean, every time I jerk off into the toilet, like, this is the one I, thing that I did that not abortion? want. <laughs> is that an abortion if I jerk off into the toilet? But then, like, at what point is it like, yeah, you're actually going in and pulling out something that's alive. Like, I don't fucking know. Some people say, like, a heartbeat. But, like, some people say, like, a group of cells is alive. I mean, like, if we care so much about life, then, like, any group of cells, like, plants, like, fucking animals, like, anything. Like, you shouldn't be against killing anything. I don't I don't see where the, I don't see where the line is. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't care enough. Remember so, that, that time? It was a long time ago, but remember that time? It's like, let's not get into this because we did it before. And maybe maybe let's just not talk about <laughs> about abortion today on the podcast. No, yeah, we don't have to talk about abortion. Well, I, I mean, you, you can if you want. You can just go on go on a whole fucking thing if you want. There, Mitch. No, I don't. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't really give a shit. I know a lot of people, kind of like that, um, are in the gun tactics world. Really, really care about it, and they are very, very happy. And then I know a lot of people that are really, really, really upset. Um, and I think both sides mischaracter or mis misinterpret the other sides. Like one side's like the, the people are only upset. They can't get an abortion because they want to go around fucking everybody and getting pregnant and not being responsible. And then the other side is like, stop pushing your religious beliefs on me when really it's just like a moral thing of like not killing fucking babies. You know, like I think we can all agree killing babies is wrong, um, but it's like a murky I don't know. It's murky and I don't give a shit either way. Like I'm, I'm happy. I can see both sides and I'm happy that babies aren't being killed, but I'm also like, like I said, if I jerk off into a toilet, like, you know, uh, I'm not killing anything. So like when, when is that line drawn? When, when is that line drawn? So, the shit then, eating, you know, no one can see you right now, but you have this like wonderful shit eating grin on your face while you talk I about think- jerking off. Well, I think the beard and the mustache kind of... Uh, it makes it a little worse. It makes it look yeah. like you you should be like hiding behind a 7-Eleven wearing a trench coat and exposing yourself to random strangers. You all know it's strange. I've been wearing suits a lot more than I ever have in my entire life. That That is interesting. Like, yeah. I, I imagine networking and doing all your, your high-end weird soccer things. Well, like coaching and meeting people. It's really strange because I'm in this weird place where I refuse to like groom my head like hair uh, you know uh, facial hair yeah you, you, I, you look full full uh like eastern european here yeah but i have like these really nice expensive suits that i got from europe so like i show up in these nice tailored suits and then like i just have this unkept beard dude you and... you, you look like a, a turkish used car salesman Oh, that's close enough to Armenia. You know, we don't like the Turks. <laughs> oh, no. Don't the Turks and Armenians hate each other? Yeah. the That's the whole reason I'm in America. My family, way, way back in the Armenian genocide, fled the country. Oh, fuck. Uh, that, this makes three, this joke a little more dour. Well, three times larger than the Holocaust, but we're not Jewish, so we don't complain about it. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. My wife's Jewish. So <laughs> my daughter. Sorry, go on. Oh no, that's just it. Yeah. Um, no, you. Yeah, the Turk from the Armenian, because the Turkish people are still like, no, that didn't happen, and Armenians are like, 
there's literally mass graves and like beheaded bodies like in the desert. So what they would do, it's kind of fucked up. Um, they would go to the village and they'd be like, Hey, it was like a, it was kind of like a religion kind of thing. Cause the Armenians were Christians. Yeah. The Turkish were not, or the Ottomans, whoever the fuck it was. And they would go and they'd be like, Hey, any man, be it like a baby boy or like a grown ass man, they're going to be, um, beheaded or displayed publicly and like executed. And then any woman that doesn't convert to whatever the fuck we want you to convert to, you're going to be raped, hogtied and thrown in a river. But eventually that was getting to be like too much work. So they just were like, Hey, we're going to march you all into the desert while we're on horseback and then leave you out there to like starve and dehydrate to death. Holy shit. Yeah. So there's just like mass graves of like, Cause like they would, they would stay together. Cause you know, there was comfort in numbers. Nobody would like try and run. It was like, we're like hundreds of miles, like away from anything. We're in the middle of the desert. We have no food and water. We have to walk here. We're already dehydrated. We have kids. So they would just die together. And there's like tons of evidence of this. And the Turkish today, like to this day, for the most part are like, nah, that didn't happen. No. Have you ever met <laughs> Mitch? Have you ever met a Turkish person? I have. 100% it did happen. If you met a single Turkish person, it's like, yes, they could do this. They are absolutely (laughs) capable. They would do this tomorrow. Really, really weird. Um, Before, so when you get approved for medical retirement, you have to, or just a med board in general, you have to go to like your PA. My PA was Turkish. He was this little, like he was, but he was like the stereotypical, like Turkish guy, like from Turkey. Oh, no wonder you had so many problems with him. No, I liked him. He was really. I'm nice being facetious. Yeah. I just, I just choose like random racial groups to be like comedically racist towards. I can't, uh, I can't was, help it. I've got a poisoned brain. Go on. He was super nice, um, but he walked in and like we both saw each other's last name. Um, like Armenians, any last name ends in I A N or. Um, you know, like the Kardashians, they're Armenian. I just imagine but, like, he immediately just like snapped his tongue depressor in half as a shiv. Well, we we saw each other and I looked at him. I'm like, are you Turkish, sir? And he's like, yes. Are you Armenian? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, okay. And then we just talked about it. <laughs> like, it was just this weird like <laughs> type deal. But I mean, I don't, I don't really care. My family is over in America and they have been for like a hundred years or so. so yeah. We're, we're chilling. I find it really interesting and I've, I've got to do it in more a comedic manner, but like racism in Europe is so different from racism. And like, I don't want to say the developed world ever like that. That's kind of shitty, to, <laughs> but um, they're racist as fuck, especially the Baltic stakes. Oh um, yeah. Everyone hates each other. It, dude, I was a, I was a private and we were in, like we went to Ukraine, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia. Yeah. And I had a couple friends who were literally from Africa and then some that were just like black. And anytime we'd go to like the defect over there, which was run by like the locals, they would give me so much food. And then for like the people that I was with, yeah. which was like my friends that were, that were black, they would get like quarter scoops and like they would ask for more and they would just like not acknowledge them they are (laughs) it is so bad up there it is so bad oh man no i i've I've seen that and dude totally random my my last memory of turkey i i went when i was like 12 or 13 i took a wrong turn and i ended up in the red light district 
Like you the, took a wrong. Oh, oh, you didn't take a wrong turn and ended up in Turkey. You were no, I, I was already in Turkey. I was in uh, Istanbul, Constantinople. I was with my dad, and he, like my dad does, just kind of fucked off and did dad things. I guess I don't know. But I, I went for a walk, which I really shouldn't have been walking around at dusk in Turkey on my own as someone who didn't speak the language or have any cultural awareness at all. I ended up in the red light district, and it was a whole experience. Not a good experience, to be clear. I didn't know that Turkey had a red light district. They're like very... They're very... It's. It was... Keep in mind, this was a fucking while ago. But uh, I do remember seeing what, like, my young not quite poisoned yet brain interpreted as like windows with strippers and prostitutes and uh especially seeing how theocratic they've gotten that it it seems very strange to me now maybe i misinterpreted what i saw but i do remember like my 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 young brain seeing nudity yeah well like i'm pretty sure women are still kind of like oppressed over there so for there to be like a red light district i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't know keep in mind this is like 19 20 years ago and it is in the bigger city oh true i mean that's also where kind of like rich people go like from saudi arabia yeah and like they violate all of like the religious and moral standards they're supposed to have that they impose on everybody else oh yeah no that they, they absolutely do that they're like i have all of the prostitutes yeah <laughs> dude i i have this friend here and like God love him, and I'm not going to dox him. He's a Syrian, and he's a little older. He's a refugee, um, like kind of the stereotype, like rich Syrian immigrant who who comes over. And God, he I don't know how he's built this little harem for like he he's very like religiously puritanical and all of that. But I think he has several girlfriends on top of his wife that he's constantly talking to. Yeah. Mostly, I think, young Chinese uh, exchange students, but whatever. But we're not going to get into that. Uh, that's just the way of the world over there. Mm. It is. No, it's weird being back. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm kind of, like, nervous to be in front of the mic again. Kind of like how I was before. Yeah. Um, like, when we first started, I used to get, like, a little nervous. You, you did. You were jittery. And Everything kind of came out a little more, like, not off the cuff, but. Yeah, it's just, I mean, how long How long have, has it been since months. I recorded? Like two months jeez uh, almost yeah yeah no it, it has because uh yeah four sets of four podcasts two months can you hear the retard dog upstairs yeah but barely it, it's not going to no. affect no that's it's fine. not going to affect um, anything yeah it's weird i'm sitting in front of the mic now and i'm kind of like nervous again yeah it's strange because like i got to a point where i was like really comfortable with it yeah and it was just kind of like oh i'm chatting well, but you made the mistake of giving me too much power mitch i am the host now I only listened to the most recent episode, and then there was one other. I have not listened to any of the episodes. Don't, don't. You will not like the, well, the newest. I see the yeah. I I used to like see the descriptions, and they was always like Nathan, let's loose schizo time, and I'm like jesus fuck it, it, uh, there's a certain point and and i think like br writes all the descriptions and he's wonderful yeah. at it but there's a certain point where it has to be like no he doesn't let loose this is just him this is this is just like his personality coming through unfiltered because he's retarded yeah well i mean there's an audience for him people seem to like people it, seem so to like it quite a bit which i enjoy I, I think i think uh garrett and isaac and uh victim henry are are going to come back a little more 
Anna's great. Anna's wonderful. Anna. She's awesome. Yeah, she's. She, I'm. I'm very happy for her and the recent stuff going on in her life. But Absolutely. How about you? How's it been for you, kind of running things for the last two months? Oh, dude, it, it's been great. Um, I've been, well, working more. The the content has slowed a little bit, not because of you leaving so much as, just like I, I think the overall standard of the content has gone up, and therefore, like, it takes me two or three times longer to do the same amount which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um, th- things have been good. At my point in life, it's kind of no news is good news, right? I'm really, I really have been enjoying the, the podcast and getting getting to go on my dumb, you know, little rants. God, the, you listened to the last episode. I don't know why. Something is very surreal about you, uh, <laughs> you listening to the... It was a good episode. Yeah, no, they're fun. I actually, I I have enjoyed every single one that like I, I enjoy. You know, a vast majority of our podcasts, if not all of them, I have really enjoyed the last two months. They are just stupid, and I'm being narcissistic. Which ones haven't you enjoyed? Hmm. No, I I, I really can't think of anything. Why do you say you've enjoyed most of them? Because I don't want to come of off as narcissistic. Well, which ones don't you enjoy? I, d- I don't not enjoy any of them. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I, d- I didn't want to be like, yes, I am like masturbating over the toilet to you know listening to our own episodes. It's not genuine. Yeah, we, we, I'm kind of invalidating. One second, my doorbell just rang. That's weird. This is Mitchell here to do an ad read that he didn't script or even think about doing until Nathan's doorbell rang. Check out AWS Advanced Warfighter Solutions and get yourself a military grade SMU war belt. Use code ARTINWAR10 to save $10 on your AWS SMU war belt. It's real high, civilian grade, military grade high quality. Is that is that what you say? The I, I, it's kind of like a clusterfuck of words, but yes, code Arden War Ten. We don't get any kickback. You just get gear. Yeah, no, they're really cool. Also, get their uh, get their assault packs. They have great assault. Oh, packs. Oh, dude, yeah, I carry mine everywhere. They just released one in Ranger Green. I'm trying to bully them into shipping to Canada. Like, I was talking with uh, Anessa. Uh, I don't talk with Anna. Sense her name. No, I I said Anna. Didn't we talk with Anessa about that before? But what? Shipping to Canada, but the problem was the Canadian tax thing or like filling out. So, oh, no, no, no. It was a customs form. It's such a pain in the ass because it has to be filled. I don't know how other companies get away with it, uh, like how they do it quickly. T-Rex does uh, DHL. They just switched mm. to it because uh, USPS is big lab. Oh, I don't know. That's 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 their thing i'm sure she'll figure it out if there's like enough demand for it so if you're up in snow mexico you should reach out to aws and say hey you should ship there because you really want their stuff it's really it's pretty good it's uh, i I smuggle some back for my friends and it's wonderful is this the ad read did we just like fuck the ad read really bad and just just you know no it's pressure on no fucking great ad read great ad ad read read. go back to hosting yeah i believe in you um yeah, no, uh, what that was, was the postman. I got a package from Tori is not sorry, who is a, a wonderful person. And I'm going to open it after the podcast. I don't know what I'm saying it right now. Well, you're hosting. I'm following your lead because I'm nervous. Because you're nervous? Mitch, you hosted for I like 40 something episodes. Yeah, and I haven't done it in a while. It's weird. It's kind of it's kind of surreal being back. I feel like a guest. I mean, you are a guest. 
in your Bin Laden cave with your uh, with your disheveled beard and your AKs along the wall. I have no guns on the wall. I know I'm being facetious. That's, it's the only thing missing from this whole picture. You've got like the the yeah. rug, the concrete walls, kind of everything. I only rock with bolt guns now. I really have been enjoying bolt guns, so I kind of got rid of everything, and I'm just rocking with my with my bolt guns. I'm waiting for my retirement gift to get here. I got myself a retirement gift. That's my really nice bolt action that I built with Midwest um, Gunworks. I'm waiting for that to get here, but I've been shooting a lot of 300 blackout through like a Savage. The one that I was telling you about, my Savage Stealth 308 that I bought like 10 fucking years yeah. ago. Yeah, I love that. Thing. Oh yeah, no, it's, the Savage it. bolt guns are fun and they're they're dirt cheap, but they work super well. I'm holding it in. Uh, the, the, you're the guest, so I'm really holding in. You know how much I want to make fun of you for getting rid of everything, but you know I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm just going to give you a tacit glare. Eh, it's just the circumstances. But I thoroughly have been enjoying bull country. Maybe I'm just lying to myself, so I don't like miss that type of stuff. But I don't know. I like bolt guns. Bolt guns are fun. No, they are. They are. I really want to get into like long range pre- precision. Um, that'll happen one day. I, I think you'll be good at it. Yeah, I kind of go through phases where it's like you, you hyper focus. I want to get really. Yeah, I do, and I, that's kind of not really a good habit to be into. But like long range is something that I really, really want to get. I, I want to do competition shooting, but I'm just waiting for that. It should be here hopefully soon. It's going to ship to my FFL, and then. I should actually be able to, well, the, well, the other problem is I can't find 6.5 ammo. Like I'm actively looking and everything is like $2.50 a round. So I, I asked that question on the story. Oh yeah, we got a ton of responses. Super cool of people. Though. Yeah, most of it was ammo seek. Yeah. But just finding that type of ammo in general is like such a pain in the fucking balls. Yeah. Well, a couple of people uh, worked at stores and said they had some in stock, which was super cool of them. To, I know you're looking for something yeah. like specific though. I'm looking for very specific ammo. Yeah. Um, let me, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of soccer stuff. Um, I'm like a lot. It's been great. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I probably just because I'm nervous, which is really strange. I'm not sounding like so excited about those things, but I have been loving soccer stuff recently. It's been How great. does that sound um, weird? That's like 90% of your life. That's the only thing I ever well, hear you get excited about. Well, the presentation is probably because, like I said, I'm fucking nervous, dude. I'm nervous being back on the show and recording. It's strange, which is which is it's going to be weird even more because we're recording with Lucas next week. Oh, shit. or no, this this week, week in a we're couple cool. days. Yeah. So you'll you guys will hear this first and then we have an episode coming out with Lucas. Yeah. And that's going to be weird, too, because I got I got to a point where we did this for so long. Or, you know, I've, I've done this for so long, too, where, like, anybody could have reached out. And I was – and just like in my life in general, I've been meeting and talking with people that I never thought I'd actually be talking with. And, like, I got to the point where I was just, like, so comfortable where I'm like, oh, like, this is really relevant figure that I really looked up to. Like, there was this um, – there was this uh, player – who growing up, like I love this player, is one of my most favorite players ever in, in, in world football growing up. I randomly just got to talk to him like last week. And I was like, I was it, like that holy shit factor was there, but I'm like, oh, like uh, I had to remind myself, like he's just a person. But like if six months ago, where 
I'm kind of just rambling, but like six months ago, where like we were talking with people like on the page and like in soccer, I was regularly communicating with people I have no business communicating with ever. I don't know how the fuck. Um, it's kind of amazing reflecting back on what we've been able to do and who we've been able to talk to and and kind of pick their brains. And you like, are just going to disappear, you motherfucker. Well, there was a lot of. I'm taking the piss. We, we don't have to get into that. I'm I'm, I'm entirely no, no, making fun of you for no, comedic purposes. No, we can get into that. But it was just like I got so used to talking with people I had no business talking to that it was like normal. Like anybody could like reach out and like I would just be like, oh, so and so reaches out. But now like there, it's weird because like we've talked with Lucas. A, like, I don't want to say like we're friends. We haven't talked like that much. We don't communicate regularly, but like we've talked enough and like I have gotten comfortable like just chatting with them. And now I'm like, holy shit, like I'm interviewing Lucas Bakken again this week. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like weirdly nervous, but like Lucas is, dare I say, like almost a friend. Like we've communicated. I don't know. I mean, it's strange. Him a buddy, yeah. But like even like with you, like I'm like holy shit, I'm talking with Illustration Nathan, and we've been like literally been communicating like most days, years. and yeah, literally years. Yeah. It's strange. It's strange getting out of it and coming back into it. I wonder, I wonder if um like Mike or Lucas or any of those guys like would ever like take a break for like a couple months where they just like don't really communicate. They're kind of just like away from it, and then they come back. I wonder if they would get like nervous. I I'm not on that level, yeah. obviously. Like I'm just trying to think of people that do things at a higher level than me. Like if they were to just leave that and come back, like would they be nervous talking to people or would it just be like they could come back into it like everything's cool? Yeah. No, that that's uh that is I, I I genuinely wonder because I think at those levels too, people are capable of scheduling beforehand and like creating the backlog and taking breaks seamlessly to the point where people wouldn't know if they're taking a break or doing anything else or not. And I, I think it is really important to kind of do a electronic detox every once in a while. It's super important. It was yeah. great. And uh, it was you, you great. seem way less on edge. You see, like, not, not that you were, you know, having a schizo jittery episode all the time before, but you seem way less on edge than you were two months ago. You know, maybe... There was like a weight lifted off my shoulder leaving the military, and I just don't realize it. Um, but like for me, I just I don't really have anything to worry about. You know, I'm just out here coaching soccer. I don't have to take any job that I don't want. Like I'm past the point where I have to fucking grind at soccer to like get places, and. I have built a reputation around it and I, I, I built a name for myself and I have references now that are very high up. So if anybody is ever like, Hey, uh, like this, like this job recently, I, I was interviewing for, for soccer. I didn't end up taking it. They made an offer. I didn't, I didn't end up taking it though, because it just, I don't have to, but like two years or three years ago, I would have not only taken it, I would have offered like, Hey, like to incentivize you to, offer me this job more like don't pay me for the first season like that's something that i used to do yeah i, I i'm super guilty of that uh you, you're actually the one I, like, who talked me out of it ironically well because i learned like you don't have to but like i mean maybe you kind of do starting out because like i look back and reflect and i got positions 
in soccer and like got places in soccer. I had no business in being there, but I would always offer so much incentive. Like I would be like, you can't say no. Like I am offering you something that nobody else is going to offer you. Um, and most of it was like, Hey, I will do this job. I will take on these responsibilities that, you know, is, is something that you're lacking with. You won't have to hire another person. I don't care if I'm up to like midnight every night because I work two jobs. I'm in the military and I'm also doing, I don't care. I will, I will grind myself to a pulp working and you don't have to pay me. Like that was, that's what I did for years. Um, uh, years and years. I, it was just, it was, it was army. You know, you wake up, I, I had to wake up at five in order to get to work on time. And then it was do PT. And then it was, you know, I don't know what time I get off of work today. Um, so, uh, having to schedule, you know, soccer or training around that. And then it was like, okay, I'm off of work now at like four or five or six or, you know, some days earlier. Okay. Now I'm going to do soccer stuff until like 11 or midnight. And then like, I grinded myself to a fucking pulp, but now because I did all that, like, I don't regret any of it. I'm not like, Oh my God, like poor me or whatever. Um, but now because I've did that, like, I am confident enough to where like I can apply for like a position, go in for an interview. And if I don't like it, I don't have to take it. And it's a really, it's a really nice position to be in. Um, and it's not a lot of, uh, it's something that I do want to start helping some vets with. Um, I kind of have a loose idea with what I want to do with that, but you know, we, we talked with Justin from uh, core performance about it where like vets get out of the military and they just have no marketable skills. I kind of want to help people realize now, like you have to get marketable skills and like, here are people that are willing to like give you their time to make you a marketable person. That way, when you get out, you can kind of be like me where like, you don't have to take the first job that comes your way. Or like you don't have to take a job that might sacrifice like something that you really care about because you need a job. And like especially in this economy, like I feel like I am so fortunate. I, I am so fortunate to be able to interview for positions and say no. I'm just like, eh, you know, this doesn't do everything that I want it to. So I'm just not going to do it. It's a position a lot of people aren't in and it's it's a good position to be in. It really is. And I'm very fortunate and that's something that – I don't have all the answers to, and I'm not like an all knowing individual, but it's now like, you know, when I was, um, when I was like a team leader or a squad leader in the army, you know, there were people that got out of the military who I thought I was prepping for life and then they would fail. And I'm like, why the fuck are they failing? And then I looked at my own life and I'm like, it's because I have no life experience. Like I've been in the army since I was 17. How the fuck am I going to make somebody prepared to leave when I've never left. I've never succeeded outside of it. And that's kind of what woke me up and made me start working. And now like I'm out of the army and I feel like I'm more equipped to do that role that a leader in the military should do now than I was ever before. So it's kind of something where I have a very loose idea of how I want to go about it, but I do want to, you know, start connecting people with the right people to make themselves valuable outside of the army so that they can be in a position like I am where you go and you interview and 
maybe it's the money isn't enough, or maybe the location isn't what you want, or maybe the responsibilities aren't what you're looking for, or the position isn't what you want. Either way, like you don't have to sacrifice that and say no. Um, you also probably don't have to do what I did when I was starting out where I was just like so desperate to get experience and succeed that I would like, don't pay me. I just want to do this. Like, don't pay me this position that is like a $60,000 a year position. Like, I just want to do it. And like, you don't have to do that. But that was my, that was my fucking drive and motivation. It was, I wanted to show them how pure it was. Like, I care about the sport. I don't care about the money. And looking back, I mean, maybe if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be where I'm at, but I don't think it's always necessary and I self-sabotaged a lot. Well, I mean, you, you got to this professional level that, I mean, a lot of the people who aren't listening don't really realize the level that you're at where you're, you're actually getting good offers now, like quite, quite lucrative ones. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think there is something to be said about, I mean, you're, you're doing it because you enjoy it. It's your passion. And I love it. I did, I did similar with art. Like I undervalued it incredibly because I liked doing it. I didn't realize that people were able to pay as much as they, they were. And I didn't really care. I just wanted to do it because I enjoyed it. And the fact that I'd be making any money at all or hell, like working for free for companies, I, or even hell designs that I really wanted to do. Um, it didn't really cross my mind that that could be an industry. So I, I get it. I get it. And I mean, in a way you're portfolio building too. You're ensuring you get that, that experience and that job and that, that resume. And if you're good at it, the results will show for themselves. Yeah. And that's a whole thing. I have this, I think we talked about it before where like when it comes to soccer, there's something like it is the only place in my life where I don't feel humble. And like, that might sound like a bad thing, but like, I know I'm very fucking good at what I do and I know the value that I bring and I love talking shit to people that don't know what they're doing because I'm like, how the fuck are you at this level? Like you shouldn't be at this level because for the whole sport, it's bad. Yeah, I'm kind of an asshole in that aspect, but that's, that's been a big focus because I'm in every other aspect of my life. I'm a fucking retard. But when it comes to soccer, I know what I'm doing. Well, that, that, that's the thing, and... Mitch. Retards never know they're retarded. So perhaps you're actually competent at everything but soccer. No, I'm very retarded. Um, it's just, it's just so, it's so nice, and I do feel, I feel a lot more fulfilled and happy. I get to spend so much time with my daughter, which is great. She, we brought her to her appointment recently. She's in the 99th percentile for height. She's going to be a fucking monster. <laughs> Do you know what that means? You know what that means? 99 yes. percentile? You know what that yes. shit means? Yeah. For those who don't know, it means if you were to go select 100 random babies, she's going to be bigger than 99 of them. Like, she is a fucking monster. I find and, it um, interesting because neither you nor your wife are particularly tall. Yeah, we don't know where it comes from. She also has blue eyes, and none of us have blue eyes. Yeah, recessive um, genes, I guess. Yeah, maybe. But she's I get to spend so much time with her, um, time with my wife, time with friends, time just doing what I care about and doing what I want, which is something I didn't get to do as much of in the army. I I, I definitely 
you know, like I talked about, allotted a lot of my free time to making myself a marketable person and things that I really cared about. Because even like social media, really cared about that. And I spent a ton of time committed to, you know, this page, you, you know, for years. Um, and the podcast and time and energy and all these things. And now I have time to relax and I don't have to go and do something that I really don't enjoy doing, which, you know, I got to the point in the army. I didn't enjoy what I was doing. I didn't like it. Um, I liked the people I liked, um, you know, going to work and like seeing former soldiers of mine that are now successful. That was my favorite thing, going and visiting my old company and seeing soldiers that were under me or like being invited by them to like go to their promotional, um, their promotion ceremony. I'm like, hell yeah. Like I'm happy. And like, it's going to sound like I'm jerking myself off, but like hearing people be like, you know, I haven't seen them in like six, eight months or like a year, but they were my soldier for a couple months or maybe even longer. And they're like, yeah, you know, I just want to thank, you know, um, Sergeant Kaz for, you know, when he was my team leader or when he was my squad leader. I'm like, I don't know that that's the type of shit that I lived for. I like, I loved it. I, I loved seeing, you know, people succeed. And when I got hurt and, you know, I couldn't do that anymore. Like I just didn't enjoy my job. I was, I was pushed into a position. I mean, and I, and I understand why when you're an infantryman, you have to be like a leader. You have to be able to physically go out and do all these things with your people. And when I couldn't do that anymore, I just wasn't enjoying it. Um, so I was just kind of not, I, I wasn't looking forward to going to work. I was looking forward to leaving. Oh, you hated it, dude. Yeah. I was doing everything I could to just not be there because I was fucking miserable. I'm like, I don't, I don't have soldiers anymore. I don't have people that I care about, uh, you know? And it was just like, why? And then like, yeah, I got to a position where it was more like a political spot. And I'm like, man, I fucking like, this is dumb. Everybody around me also knew it was dumb, but like you're in the military. So you're like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm going to do it anyway. And I, I would do that too. But I would always do the best that I could. I just really wasn't enjoying it. So maybe, you know, maybe without thinking about it or realizing it, like it's just made me a happier person because I'm not doing something that I don't enjoy like 10 hours of the day anymore. Yeah. I haven't really thought about that. No, I mean, like your whole demeanor has changed. I know it's kind of hard to see from the inside, but... Like you, you are, I don't want to say an entirely different person. You're still fucking Mitch, but you are considerably less stressed and it is manifesting in basically every way. Hmm. I haven't noticed. (laughs) Well, it's probably been a gradual process. uh, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm able to do whatever I want. So I don't, I don't know. It's nice. I'm doing, uh, I'm coaching soccer yeah. for a living. Like, that's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, that is great. Um, no, the, the, there is a, like a certain freedom that comes to not being beholden to anyone, much less, you know, a, a corrupt and inefficient government agency. Sorry. I was just stretching my bad back and hips. Yeah. I, I am so sorry, but there there is something like darkly funny about, you saying like, and I really want to get people to like where I am. And I, and looking at you just like unkempt and disheveled in a basement with like it's a, rugs it's a on tapestry. the wall. 
like it clearly in a it's a tapestry in like a basement Nathan. in Ukraine somewhere. It's my hippie tapestry because I'm all about I'm I'm a fucking hippie now, you know. Dude, you looking at you, you're like one tie-dye shirt away from it. Yeah, I just I, that's the other thing. I'm able to now because like in the army, um I started reading about pacifism and Taoism. But like how can you ever be fully committed to that when like you're a fucking infantryman, you know? Yeah. But like it was always like yeah, like violence isn't good. Taoism's pretty cool. And now I'm like yeah. I mean, yeah, I can actually not feel like a hypocrite when I feel that way now, you know? Like that was the other conflicting thing. It's like oh, uh, you believe violence is bad, but you're a fucking infantryman, right? Like even though you're not like I was hurt and I wasn't a squad leader and I wasn't even doing infantry stuff. I'm still like, that's my title. That's my, you know, that's my job in the army is to shoot, move and communicate, you know? And as cringy as it sounds like, like those fucking t-shirts that I saw at airborne school years and years ago when I graduated, they're like, my job description is jumping out of the plane and killing people. What's yours? Like that shit. Like, I think that's cringy as fuck, but that was a very like conflicting um, kind of like moral stance where I'm like, I have to be committed to my job because it's my job. And I, you know, I, I, I signed a piece of paper saying that I would like, I committed to it. Nobody forced me to. Um, so I would stay fully committed and try and do as good of a job as I can. But, you know, like off work where, you know, you don't let it affect affect your work. I'm like very much, yeah, violence is kind of wrong. Like war is bad. Like there's, there's a very, you know, there's no example in history where even like, um, you know, people are like, oh, so like the founding fathers and the American Revolution were wrong. I'm like, no, they weren't necessarily wrong. But inevitably, in like any war or revolution, if you look throughout history, the inevitable result is you become more powerful and worse than the thing that you were willing to kill people about to overthrow. So, like, if you look at what England was at the time, they were the most dominant world country um, and military, you know, uh, of the of the period. They they went around colonizing. Um, they did all types of, you know, like nasty shit to a ton of people. Um, and then, uh, you know, for like a a little bit, America was kind of like, no, oh, we're staying to ourselves. And now look at us. We're like, we have more military bases around the world than like any other nation has ever have. We have become more powerful and dominant than England was at that time. So it's kind of like in- inevitably, you know, any type of violence, you have to accept that eventually you become worse than the thing that you overthrow. As bad. Fuck England. True. <laughs> Fuck England. True. Yeah. Fuck England. True. VR, hey. Fuck England. Yep. Big fan of fucking England. He'll agree. This is not a yeah. slam at him. He, and I'm not um, saying like... I don't know. I don't know, dude. I, I had uh, I'd some buildings down for a 2% tax increase. <laughs> That's a joke. It's a joke. Well, it's a joke, RCMP. No, but that's just me. I know that not everybody's going to agree, and that's fine. I don't really care about your beliefs. I'm not trying to impose my beliefs on anybody yeah. else. Like some people. Yeah, that, that, that's the, the thing. Everyone's entitled to their own beliefs. Like you and I have a lot of different differing beliefs. Uh, um, a lot of people listening to this are going to have differing beliefs, and that's okay. Yeah. That's just okay. Like no, no one's going to agree. On yeah, everything. and there's nuance to everything. Like I can sit here and yeah. say like, hey, 
like I said, I'm not saying the founding fathers or like any revolutionary is wrong. You know, I'm not saying people that want like change are wrong. Um, but personally, like, let's say a second American revolution happened right now. And like, people just went out and started murdering each other. Uh, a fucking civil war breaks out, right? Inevitably, whoever wins, because it's a it's a culture thing, it's a morality thing, and people have different cultures and different morality. Inevitably, what it becomes is my ways are superior to yours, and I'm not going to change your beliefs, but I will kill it. And then you have to decide, hey, maybe if you win the war, there's still going to be people that inevitably believe that you're corrupt. So you either have to kill them and you have to completely kill that ideology. But we know that that doesn't work and that just breeds more. I mean, you look at the Middle East, we tried to kill an ideology and it just breeds more and more hatred. I don't know. It just, see, this is my hippiness talking. I don't, I don't think violence is the answer. If you you can, you can, you can achieve change without violence, but that's my hippiness talking, you know? Sorry, I'm, I'm just we like... We can disagree. It's fine. Uh, that's the cool thing about, it, you know, being friends with people. Yeah, I'm not necessarily agreeing or disagreeing. Like, uh, my opinions are very nuanced. I'm, like, pacifistic in some ways, not in others. I, I'm the last for I do not want anyone out in the street just fucking shooting people for the sake of it. Just my, my opinions are nuanced, and I'm going to leave them out of this because this is a podcast about you today. <laughs> well, uh, you know believe whatever you want to believe anybody like i i yeah. i like to be friends with people with conflicting beliefs and i think you yes, and i likewise. you and i can be good evidence like you can have different beliefs i can have different beliefs and we're still fucking good buddies it doesn't matter yeah but yeah that's my hippiness that's uh, my hippie rant believe whatever you want to believe your hippie rant i'm, I'm keeping in all the, the schizo screaming that uh that I just want to put in for the sake of it, because I know BR will get a kick out of it, and so will everyone else. So Believe whatever you want to believe, but if you're asking me, that's my thoughts on it. And if you're not asking me, it's my podcast still, and I can say whatever the fuck I want. Our, uh, oh, yeah. our question. Our podcast. I, I'm, I'm being facetious. I don't give a shit. Uh, question. Does it count if they're not human? What if they're a lizard? Lizard people. Is it all, is it all right? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well the, you know, they're a lizard. They're not, well, that's not what I'm saying. Where do we draw the line with abortion? I'm jerking off into a toilet and my sperm is still alive. It's going to die. Like I'm murdering well, I, millions and millions of sperm every time I jerk off. Lizard people. No, Nathan, I'm not. No. <laughs> not. Just the uncomfortable looking around your room. Like, leave politicians like, alone there, and leave fun. everybody else alone. I, I, hey, I didn't say the word politician. All I said was lizard that people. implies politicians, although they are fucking terrible. I, I don't know what you're talking about, terrible. Mitch. That's, Everybody's that's, uh... terrible. <laughs> you're, you're drawing these conclusions yourself. Everyone is terrible. <laughs> Everyone is equally terrible. Some people just amplify their own terribleness and become more terrible than others. Yes. I, I think there are certain jobs that attract the most terrible of all of us. Um, there's actually science behind that. Uh, are you familiar with the, the Harris psychopathy scale and the, uh, the just the whole spectrum of antisocial personality disorder? Nope, but never heard of it. Oh, it's uh, ba basically like the modern terms and how you define psychopath and sociopath is on a scale. Um, like th those are mostly buzzwords. What, what the actual medical diagnostic is, is uh, 
it's an umbrella called antisocial personality disorder. And Douglas Hare, the guy who like made the test, admits that it's not really quite scientific, though they use it in a bunch of like he he's very much against them using it as it, it is a soft science and they've adapted it like within the prison system and in law enforcement and all of that. But basically what it is, is a scale for like your propensity to like commit violence or to not care about other people. And like, there, there's a whole bunch of questions on it. Like, and it's a fairly accurate predictor based on a bunch of markers. Like did, were you constantly in trouble as a child? Did you set fires? Things like that. Like setting fires, um, pissing the bed, and hurting small animals are something else called the McDonald triad, but some of those questions are in it. Um, there's a couple of jobs that attract people who score dispropor- disproportionately high in the uh, the uh, antisocial personality. We'll just call it the psychopathy test. And like cops, politicians, doctors, and CEOs score significantly higher than the average population like significantly significantly higher you know that is interesting and i do think that some of those traits can definitely be useful in terms of like business and i'm sure i I'm, i'm sure like in some aspects of my life i share i think we all do i think all of us have you know certain characteristics but it's a matter of how we choose to use them and i think yeah, 100%. People with uh, ASPD or ASPD uh, markers aren't inherently evil. Right. It's it's like one in 10 people uh, score fairly high. It's it's a significant portion of the population. I'm not trying to say they're all awful. There's people who have full-blown antisocial personality disorder who are wonderful people. Yeah. Well, and it also... Like I, you know, years ago, I was, I, I would probably call myself a narcissist a couple of years ago. Like I was all about learning how to manipulate people to get my way. Like, it sounds awful. I used to read books on it. Like it does sound awful. Yeah. What the I fuck? used to read books on it. Um, there's a couple of great books, like how to, how to win people. Um, and you know, I would read and I, for a, a little while there, I wanted to be a politician, but, um, I think for me, like I just actively was like, I want to be a good person, you know, like I wasn't a good person always growing up. And I don't think anybody always is like, I used to be an arrogant, I was a sports guy. I was a douchebag. You know, I played, I played football and soccer and, and, and I was like an athlete growing up and I thought I was a fucking shit. And then I joined the army where like, you have to be alpha as fuck or else you're going to be like bullied. So it just only fed that for you know, years. I was a fucking asshole. I was an asshole as a private. I was arrogant as fuck. Like if um, a team leader, a squad leader told me something, I had this natural urge to just be like, fuck you. I know better. And you know, like I didn't know better. I fuck. I showed up my first unit. You ever see the movie Restrepo? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. So that was my first unit. Um, I wasn't there at Restrepo at all. I, I got there years after, um, but it was the same company and my, my platoon was in it for a while. And there were only a handful of people in the entire company that were, you know, in that movie from that deployment. And like, even at like ranges, you know, I'm a fucking private. I'm like an 18 year old. I'd hear somebody who was there, who I knew was there, say something. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. I know better. Like what a fucking asshole I am. You know, like looking back, I'm like, who the fuck did I think I was? But, you know, as I grew up a little bit, nothing necessarily happened, but I just grew up and I'm like, Hey, I'm not the shit. Like I had to be humbled a lot. I had to be humbled in like 
every aspect of my life. And, uh, yeah, I just actively made a change. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to be a good person. So now I just try and be a really, really good person. And I think people change. You know, there's a certain age for like male. I, I probably sound like a fucking philosophical hippie, you know, for this episode. Um, but you look at the psychology of males and up until like age like 24 or, or it's like it's like 24 to like 26 up until that age. Like not only is your brain not fully developed, your hormone levels are crazy. Like, oh, yeah. And I'm not blaming hormones. Um but yeah, like you're just so fucking chemically different and a lot of people mellow out, which is why in like sports too, that's why like 32 is considered old. Like if you see like a 32 year old football player, you're like, oh, he's fucking ancient. But like 32 is like relatively young. It's because like your body and like the chemicals going on and you change so much that like at 32, you can't compete. I mean, some people can um, and a lot of people can. But like at thirty two, yeah. Like, how old is Tom Brady again? Oh uh, yeah, he's like forty six. But like, yeah. but that's that's an exception, not the rule. Yeah, but like you are at such a disadvantage compared to like a twenty two year old, you know, like physically, mentally. Um, so the army just only further, you know, in these in this time of my life, it only further encouraged me to be like this fucking alpha dickhead like i know better than everybody else type type person and it wasn't until a couple years ago where i was just like i'm not the shit like uh you know the first time i was ever humbled um in sports i was in high school i used to think i was going to the nfl which is crazy because now i'm like bigger into soccer but i was always into soccer and football i just played them in different seasons but i went to a college tryout i ended up getting hurt at it but i went to a college tryout in high school and i'm like i'm making the nfl I'm so fucking good. Meantime, I was 110 pounds. And like, <laughs> you know, I was just like, dude, I, I saw photos of you as a tiny. Like, you're what? 510. Yeah, dude. I, I remember being 139 pounds after basically like I, I had an infection. I, I couldn't eat for a little while. And I, I went down and I, I think of myself at that time and I was fucking skeletal. Yeah. How the fuck were you 110? Yeah, I was a little tiny. Was like, you're a pretty like normal size guy now. Yeah, I put on a lot of weight. I'm like 180 now. And it's good weight too. It's not bad yeah. weight. Um, but I was in high school. I was 110 pounds and I was really fucking fast. At least I thought I was for like my hometown. <laughs> and yeah. then I went out of state to this college tryout and there were people 210 pounds that were running faster than me. And I was like humbled real quick. I'm like, oh, like I'm not going to be in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, uh, that's just not going to happen. So, you know, I got humbled in sports a little bit, but then just in the army, it encourages this bad behavior and this, um, this alpha mindset. And, you know, I, I worked with it. Yeah. They, they really encourage that. Shit. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of, it promotes narcissistic behavior to like get promoted. You have to convince people that you're better than you actually are. And you have to win people over and you have to manipulate those around you in order to be successful. Because like when you go to a promotion board, they're not evaluated. Everybody always thinks like at an E5 board, they're evaluating you on like your knowledge, which is why you have to like memorize like all these different regulations and chip. No, they're evaluating you as like a person, like your demeanor and like your confidence. So like you would go to the board and you either knew all the book answers, but you were just like shaky, nervous, and just like a not competent person. And then they wouldn't promote you because like, you know, all the answers, but like, 
you don't look like a leader. But if you go in there and you say the wrong answer, like I, I knew, um, I knew this, that I don't remember it anymore. But one of the questions was like, what's the, what's the regulation for the, um, the APFT? And I said like a completely wrong regulation and I knew it. And they asked me again, cause they knew the right answer. They're like, no, what is the regulation for this? And I knew I was wrong in the moment, but I'm like, fuck, they're going to think I'm retarded if I backtrack. So I was like confidently, I'm like, nope, the regulation for the APFT is this. And I got, yeah. I got promoted. Like I got promoted saying the wrong answers. It's all about like demeanor and confidence. So the military just kind of encourages you to just win people over. Um, yeah, you're, you're still like that. And I find that very funny. What do you mean? Occasionally you'll be like, yes, this is the thing. I am right. A hundred percent. I am right. Do I really? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you, you do that all the time, dude. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, Give me an example. you've admitted it. I, I God, I can't think of one off the top of my head. We haven't fucking like talked about this shit in months, but I'm sure if you scroll back up and fat people hate chat, you'll you'll find really? it. Really? Yeah, multiple times. SBR. Oh, well, now I feel like an asshole. No, you're you're not an asshole. It's just you. You've even described it yourself. You've acknowledged it and been like, "Yes, it's that false military confidence." Huh. I, I heard the phrase from you. Huh. Well, I apologize. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not complaining. It's, it's just what? <laughs> I apologize. No, don't. I don't. I don't give a shit. Well, no, but that's just not the type of person I want to be. It's good to know that. See, this is why you need to have honest friends who can tell you, be like, "Hey, this thing, you do it still." I mean, it's good to yeah, know. but you you acknowledged it, explained it, and then forgot about it. Jesus Christ! It happens. I mean, you you've been doing other shit for the last two months. It's okay. Well. But yes, honest friends are important. No, they are. I think it is far more important to be honest with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Now I got to go back. Than it is just to like pat their back and say yes, because you're afraid of them getting upset. I got to actively try to not do that more. I thought I was kind of over that bit. I guess not. But um, I mean, th- this was a couple months ago because you have been, you know, playing <laughs> soccer for the last. True. But, yeah. You seem a lot more zen now. So. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. But uh, that's probably the biggest, um, probably the biggest change for me is just I'm actually doing. I'm not doing something for ten hours a day that I don't enjoy anymore, and that I don't line yeah. up completely with. So I don't have to like put on a face going to work because, like I said, I would never go to work and like impose my morals and beliefs on others, and I wouldn't let it affect my job. Like that was a very big important thing for me. I'm like, hey, I don't believe in war and violence anymore. My job's an infantryman, but I'm not going to go to work and not do my job because of those beliefs. And like, it would definitely take a toll on me, I think. Um, and now I guess yeah, the I, cognitive dissonance of it all. Yeah. And now I guess I just don't have to do that. So I feel happier. Yes. Because hmm. you, you were very clearly super stressed towards the end. And I get it. I get it. I didn't feel. Yeah. But like looking back, I don't. I don't remember feeling stressed. I remember just being. You were something because it ca- it came off in uh, in your texts and everything else. Oh. Well, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just like there's literally no reason for me to lie about it. Yeah, no, no. This is the first time I'm like ever reflecting on like just yeah leaving. I, I think it would be silly if you weren't stressed because like you're you're getting out of the military, which is something you've been waiting for for years. You know, you're dealing with all this paperwork, you're dealing with moving, you're dealing with a whole bunch of shit. You've got a new child and a wife 
any one of these things on their own would be enough to stress someone out incredibly. And you're dealing with like five or six in the, in the same time. I think it would be retarded if you weren't stressed. Um, I just perhaps you didn't feel it in the moment, but like I, God, I I, w- I would be walking along a fucking razor's edge if I was in your your position. Really, yeah. I don't remember. Think about it from the outside. Yeah, I just don't remember feeling. Sh- I mean, maybe I'm just not ignoring. You, you were. But... There's no two ways around yeah. it, dude. And I, I think it's human. I think if you weren't stressed, you're probably a Terminator. But <laughs> huh. So everybody that's listening, you're hearing like the first time Nathan and I have like talked, like not like physically talked, not just like texted in like a couple months. So this yeah, is... we we texted a bunch, but like yeah. not not about. I, you know, do yeah, you think first time we've done a call? Do you think when people, like when I was like unsure if I was coming back or not, do you think people maybe thought like we just had a falling out, like you and me? Oh, probably. Um, yeah. I I told a couple people the truth, which is we didn't. Yeah, no. But I I also. Kind of on your guidance, like I, I reached out and I made the plans for you being gone permanently because you you basically told us that that was the yeah. Case. I mean, like you you did you quit you you sent a message to the group chat being like yeah guys I'm out. Well, I did. I'm, um, yeah, you know there was yeah. unexpected things that happened, um, that changed that. But yeah, you know the I I set out before any of that happened. I set up the criteria. I'm like, hey, if these things happen, like these boxes are checked, I'm leaving. Or if these boxes are checked, I'm staying. And yeah. then um, there was a point for like, it was only like a day, but I didn't realize that they were subject to change where those boxes were checked for me to leave. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready for this. I'm okay with it. I'm going to leave. But it was never anything yeah. like, like you were you were BR at all. And I think I, oh, I yeah, tried no, to make we, that as clear. We never thought that. Yeah. I, I think like a lot of people, and we were raised on the fucking TLC era, like, TMZ, the news, fucking drama, internet drama, all that stuff. People will automatically assume it's something like that. Yeah, um, but it never was. And, it never was. Yeah, and it was always just like a, this is a just kind of like a professional move at the time. But then you know some things changed, and now um, lo and behold, I am back. Yeah, you're back in the show. I'm back on the show. Yeah, and I, I think like. Moving forward, I'm glad, like, I, I realized kind of while you were gone, like, quote, gone, unquote, um, I have I've fun with it. I, I like it. I like the formula. I like just just turning it into something that's that's fun. I'm glad we can keep doing that. Yeah, and I think... And it was fun before. It was definitely fun before. I think the roles have shifted a little bit between us because it used to be... I think it's more balanced now. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe actually you have more... Elaborate. Maybe... No, I wouldn't say it's... I, I would say it's more unbalanced in your... Yeah. In your... Like, you have to do more now. And I don't think, like... Yeah, that's fine. I don't think you have to. I just think it's kind of like you had to while I was gone for a couple months, and now, like, it's more yeah. natural for you to do the social media aspect. It's more natural yeah. for you to, you know, pursue and schedule people. Um, whereas before it was kind of just, you did the art and then I did that stuff for the most part. I mean, there was some times where, you know, you would, you would dabble in doing some of that other stuff, but now like yeah, you write, write the odd guide or yeah. something, but like small unit tactics was always your purview or like one of the guests that we brought on. Yeah. Um, 
you're more involved right. now, actually. That, that's what I would say. I wouldn't say it's unbalanced. That was a that was a poor word. I would say you're more involved all around now, and I think that's great. Yes, I I have fun with it. It's uh, I I've never been one for like, you're you're always one with like the analytics and all of that. And for me, for better and for worse, and because my brain physically cannot comprehend and it refuses to, I cannot comprehend social media. I'm not like, oh yes, the analytics are up fifty five percent from like. Like, oh, th- this sector. Oh, you know, we, it's like, oh, well, I got a thing done. I'm excited about it. So I'm going to post it. I know that drives you wild, but that, you know, that's kind of how I work. I would say less so now. I would say yeah. I really did care. Like, I mean, I still do. I still do yeah. care a, a, a lot, but I was so yeah. hyper focused on that because that was part of making me a marketable person where I had to be the best at that because i'm yeah and it, it wasn't you know it was a grind to be good at but i think uh, you know like i said i still care about it but it's more like i don't have to be anymore because i don't yeah. need that skill you don't need that validation either it's we, we both have other things going on in our life and i think that's great and the, this is a cool thing that brings us together and i think it brings value to a lot of people but stressing over it isn't worth it, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would still like to build a backlog and still keep things oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. as much of a schedule as we can. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't lose sleep over it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely less. Well, you know, looking at what we've done, too, I kind of I reflected on this a couple weeks ago. Like what you and I have built is kind of fucking crazy. Like when I think about it, because before when yeah. it was just me, like the biggest I ever got was like 33,000 and I was never doing it necessarily just for the sake of like growing, you know, that wasn't necessarily it. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just crazy to me looking back. Like we have thousands of people that listen to this, like more than that. Like we have, you know, like it's just crazy. We're, we're approaching a million total listens. And like, wow, the page, we're almost at like a hundred thousand followers. And like, yeah. we get, Which I, I appreciate fucking everyone, but like, I, I don't know how we, how we got, like, I don't, I don't think about the engagement. I don't think about social media. I'm just we, like, we've never used hashtags. We've never done anything like that. We're just like, Hey, yes. Like shit post. You know, I, I, I hate how our page is fucking unfollowing people though. It makes me annoyed. Um, well, we'll, we'll get to that. But with the, um, yeah. like I was talking with Justin from core performance about this. Yes somebody this was this was years ago um when i first started the page the first page somebody told me that the only way to grow was to use hashtags and my stubborn fucking ass was like well fuck you i'm never going to use them i will never use a hashtag (laughs) so now now we don't use them, but it's yeah. Well, we we think the same way. I I just don't use hashtags because I hate hashtags. I hate them, dude. They drive. Yeah, me it, it just me. feels like it, fake. I just I just want to. I I feel like there there is a certain certain appeal to being genuine, and I I can't not be myself on on this kind of stuff. I I can't pretend to be someone else for. Like it it has to be pure, unfiltered, or it's nothing. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like when I was working as like a social media guy, um, 
like I would have to write hashtags and every single time I typed it, I was just wincing and cringing at myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I fucking like, I, there's a purpose. Don't get me wrong. Like hashtags do serve a purpose. They're a great tool to utilize. But for me, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's a combination of somebody telling me I can't be successful without doing something, which is like the wrong thing to say to me. Like, yeah. if somebody tells me, Hey, you can't do this without doing this. I'm like, fuck you. Watch me. Yeah. And just like, like you said, the genuineness, it's like, it makes it seem, and don't get me wrong, like a a big encouraging factor is like the growth. Like I like seeing the growth. I like seeing that more people come, but it makes it seem like all of, and, and this isn't true. I'm, I'm sure there's people that do it for different reasons. But like, if I were to, if we were to do hashtags, to me, it would be like, you're doing this more to grow than you are just to do it. So I just don't, I'm glad that we have kind of the same mindset on that. And you want to know what's crazy. Yeah. If you look at our engagement and like, this is just, it's just mind blowing how many people actually uh, care about each post and care about, um, you know, the podcast in general. I'm very grateful for it. No, I I, I super appreciate it. But no, I don't like thinking about it because it's thinking about social media and I hate doing that. True. It's just cool. It's cool. It's nice. It is really nice. And I do. Yeah genuinely appreciate the fact that there is a like an audience that likes what we do yeah i mean like, it's, it's screaming into the void about lizards and you being a mountain man no it's cool what we've been able to do and i'm very happy to come back on even if it's with no because like i like we already said i don't think it it's unbalanced or anything i think you're just more involved which i think is also great like you being involved and like i get to i feel like you enjoy it more now because you are more involved Oh yeah, yeah, I fucking love it. I mean, I, I loved it before, but yeah, I think overall it's just it's just really good, really good, good stuff. And here we are, an hour and sixteen minutes in, and we just jerked off to ourselves for like we just had Dude, a private. We haven't had a masturbation moment in a while. Well, we just had a private conversation that should have probably just been between us. <laughs> well, shit. Hey, this is Mitch here doing another live ad read. Uh, we have a Patreon. It helps pay for stuff and things. It's pretty cool. There's also on the Patreon uh, targets uh, that you can uh, send to Staples and download. All of our guides are there. Um, There isn't an archive. The Patreon is kind of the archive itself. You have to go and right-click and save each post individually. But we are working on something to make it to where you can just download one whole big file and it'll have all of our guides and, and stuff in it. Yeah, the Patreon actually really is like the main income, I guess, with this page so it really helps us uh, kind of keep increasing the quality of the uh, of the show helps us pay our editor who's gonna have to chop this up and make me sound less retarded so yeah check out our patreon get some uh, get some targets and staples get weird looks from the people who are printing them and um, yeah as soon as Nathan is done pissing uh, we'll get back to the show also um, I just want to say how appreciative I am that uh, everybody, uh listens and follows the page and um enjoys it it's been a really really nice experience in my life and i've gotten to meet a ton of awesome people and communicate with people that i never uh never really should um i have no business communicating with so uh i appreciate all of you uh thank you for helping me create a better life for my family Uh, also thank you to nathan who's not back yet for running the page while I was gone in my absence and um, kind of being, you know, left in the dark 
not left in the dark. We, him and I communicated regularly, but kind of just being unsure because I was unsure what was going on um, with my life in terms of, you know, like a job and what I was doing and what I would be able to do. So huge thanks to him for running things for the last uh, couple months and huge thanks to our editor and producer for keeping up with stuff and working to get stuff out on time, even though um, I think a lot of episodes were recorded like Friday or Saturday and he had to get them up on Sunday. So huge thanks to him. Okay, bye. Well, not okay, bye. Okay, back to the episode. You motherfucker, did you record the new Patreon ad without me? Yep. Ah, no, we're going to collab on that. I'm going to talk about my Korean handjobs. Um... Okay, Korean hand jobs. Nathan still gets them, and that's actually why we need your money for Patreon. Wait, say again. <laughs> Let's just get back. Back to the episode. Yeah, you're I have hosting. no idea what we were talking about a minute ago. I just went to take a leak. I don't know, but you're hosting. I am hosting, and I'm so bad at this. But it adds to the impro- improvisational tone that I think that people like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, this is also an episode where I just kind of get back into it and get the heebie-jeebies out before we start. I'm getting back in the swing of the, the fact that you're nervous is so adorable. So I want to I pinch nervous. your fucking little cheeks. I am nervous. It's uh, it's been two months since I've had to... talking into a microphone is weird, but like you get used to it and like you you know stop realizing it's there. But like talking yeah. into it is strange and like making it because like what I what I used to do and what I'm still trying to think of doing and doing a bad job at it. My you know my brain is not. It has to get back into it, shake the cobwebs off. But what I used to do, it's like I'm constantly analyzing how the tone of the conversation is going. I'm trying to steer it in a direction that I know is going to be you know, beneficial and entertaining. Um, I'm trying to keep you from going on too many rants, even though I know a lot of people enjoy it. Um, oh, they're going to happen. I hope I'm you sure know Schizo Sunday is going to become a thing. Sure. Do your uh, do bonus episodes where you do it however, however you want a month, as long as you can pay BR because um, – we need to keep doing that. Yes. No, I, I, I very much plan on that. Um, you know, fucking crush yeah. it. But yeah, back to you hosting. I'm taking the taking the backseat while I get back. No, it's fine. It. I mean, you, you are transitioning into... Oh my God, Mitch. I'm so sorry. The the lighting that no one can see except for me right now. It, it looks like your beard is shadow, so it makes it look like you just have a really weak chin. It's just my awesome beard. I, I know it's your beard, but for a second there, you look like a liberal arts major. Uh, nope. I will never go back to college. I tried that during COVID and I fucking hated it. You did. You fucking hated it. I remember that. Yeah, it was really, there's just so much dumb shit. We already talked about that though. Yeah. No, dude. I, for one, I'm, I'm glad you're coming back. Like to take it, running things on my own. I don't know if a lot of people realize that they must've, I mean, we talked about it, but yeah, it was a very big transition, but it was fun. I really like it. You know, I'm happy I'm running the page more and stuff, but, uh, Either way, do you have any big plans coming up for the next couple of months? Or I know that you mentioned uh, like moving up in the world in soccer. Yeah, a lot of soccer stuff. Um, I had a very good lucrative offer that I I didn't want to travel to, so I said no to. And now I'm um, I'm doing lesser important jobs at the moment, but. I'm currently talking with a very prominent club in the world. So hopefully um, that all works through, but no, really, I'm just uh, like, you know, 
I feel like I have to, you know, like make something up almost to sound interesting, but really it's just kind of my big plans are just coaching soccer, hanging out with my daughter, uh, hanging out with my wife and just waiting for the housing market to fucking collapse so I can buy a house. Ah, Um, Dude, genuinely, uh, I think we're at the age and kind of the point in our lives where no news is good news. Genuinely. I haven't been paying attention to the news, but I am curious for you. Fuck the news. Um, What do you say was like the biggest challenge for you kind of having to to take over the page? Um, Trying, having to get good at all the things that you were previously. Um, Like figuring out when to post, figuring out, I'm I'm bad at scheduling myself, especially as like, this is my full-time job now. So I, I can't afford myself more time than someone else in, in a, a similar position, but figuring out how to keep myself motivated to stay on track and get things done in time, which, you know, once I was in the habit and the swing of things, it became easier. Um, like scheduling podcasts, figuring out when to post things. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of that. That, that being said, like I, I didn't really mind responding to DMS and things did get out, you know, as, as quick as I could get them. Um, I figured out, you know, how to install the Patreon app on my phone. So I'm actively using that now, like posting all my, my stupid trains of thought and well, moreover, just like side art. Yeah. I was, I had a, a Google doc that was kind of like, Hey, here's prime time. Here's like what days work. Here's what days don't really work. Yeah. Lined up, ready to, ready to send over to you. And there, Um, and here I am like posting like important guides, like the vehicle fighting one I posted at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday or something. Like the worst yeah. time, but I was really excited. Yeah. I wanted to get it out there and I wanted people to see it. So yeah, like I mean, I, that, that's unfortunately my problem. Like I, I know and I understand that like there's, you have to be strategic with social media. There's times where there's more people online. So, and so I don't give a shit. I want to see, I, I want people to like know how to, you know, like get out of a car, I guess. Um, but that, that's my problem. I'm, I get really excited about shit, and I got to get better at that. Well, I mean, I'm kind of back now to help a little bit, so you shouldn't have to as much. Um, no, ultimately, it's um, it, it was I would check in periodically, and it was nice to see. Well, what wasn't nice was a shitstorm that you leave the DM sometimes. Like I feel I've like you've been would... good about responding to DMs. You you, you fucking wiped through the bot. Like I will be responding to them one after another or something, or I'll be like, yes, I will get to these later because like I'm, I'm doing something. I'll come back and the box will be empty. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Well, what you would do, and I like in a friendly way drove me up the fucking wall just because I'm ADHD, which I don't actually think I am. But uh, I, I, I super DMs, am. So sorry. Go on with with the DMs. Um, and you, you've always done this, but I've always kind of always been logged in. Now I just log in like a couple times a day. Dude, you got to turn your Instagram notifications off. I, I've only, had mine off forever. And yeah, like, but you can I only do it for X amount of hours. What? Um, you can only do it for X amount of hours. No, you can turn it off permanently. Mine are turned off permanently. How do you do that? I, I don't uh, through my phone. It's not turned off through Instagram. Oh. It's turned off through my phone. If you if you look at most like tech CEOs or social media people, all of them have their their notifications turned off. Like they, that's one thing that they share, and that's not why I did it. I did it, you know, way before knowing that. But you should do that permanently. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. But anyways, what you would do is 
you would respond to groups of messages and then never go back to the unread messages. So I would have to yeah, scroll. Yeah, I got stuff to do in my day. I, and I, would like, I come back later and I'm like, my message response time on the toilet at like 11.30 p.m. and they're all gone. Yeah. Like I, and I, I would scroll back and I would just see like a cluster of 10 unread, unresponded to messages. And I'm like... Because I have a life, Mitch. I do things. I do things with my day. I can't just sit around and respond to messages all the time. When I get back, it's like, oh, Mitch has cleared the inbox. But he hasn't responded to any of these, so we're just assholes now. Well, it's my... That was my... It's my own. You really... uh, It's my own fault that that is like that because I like... I wasn't doing it, and I'm like, I can't expect Nathan to do it. Oh, yeah. I I I fucking love it. I respond to like... Yeah. Most things sometimes like I, I won't respond to like emoji responses, but I'll still appreciate it. And just like we get so fucking many. No, I, yeah, I, you, I like talking to people. Yeah, no, you did a you did a, you did a really good job. Thank you. While I was gone, I would check in every once in a while. Yeah, no, I, I block off little periods of time. It's like, oh, it's my toilet time. I'm going to respond to messages. Oh, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm filling up with the gas tank. I'm going to respond to like three the gas pump. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't really mind it. That like we we don't really really get clusters when we did a Q and A or something. So I'd strategically really strategic is giving myself too much credit. Um, I would only really do it when I had a day where I didn't really have a lot to go and I just kind of felt like it. Yeah. Oh, well, it was strange. Um, not and like I had to get out of the habit of checking my phone because like I would I would have notifications on all the time. So like every like couple minutes I was on Instagram looking at shit and um dude it's addicting turn that shit off well I mean that was I felt like it was my job now I'm I'm probably gonna cut back on all that yeah no I I have no problem with I think it would be very good for you to cut back on it like significantly I think it'd be good on everyone to cut back on it significantly yeah um but when I first did like the first week like when I was logged out yeah. Every like two minutes, I would just be like looking at my phone yeah. and I'm like, why are there no notifications? And then I would go and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not logged into Instagram. And then I would have to put it down. But it's like that bad habit yeah. of like Dude, always it's, checking. It's addictive. It is. It's designed yeah. to be addictive. It's, it's, uh, your brain craves it when you're not on it. Yeah. So and I, I told you you were addicted to social media, motherfucker. And you didn't believe me. I don't think it was. You, dude, you were picking up your phone and being like, why are there no notifications? What happened? No, no, Where's no. my serotonin? Where's my dopamine? No, no, no. I need to explain that um, a little bit better. It wasn't out of like, oh my God, like nobody's responding. It was more like um, I need to respond. Like, like I need something to respond to type deal. Like, I don't know. It's strange. I don't. May, I mean, maybe it's this fucking addiction. I don't think it was. Still I stand addiction. by it. Don't at me. Maybe it's my stubbornness, but it was more just like, this is my job. And like, not, it could have been like with anything, job. like with soccer, where like, you know, right now, if I were to just stop doing anything soccer and like take a vacation, I would be like, why am I not writing practices? Why am I not communicating with players? Why am I not writing a report? I don't know if that's necessarily addiction as it is just breaking a habit. Kind of like um, when we fasted. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, doing that right now, actually. Are you? Yeah, well, I haven't eaten like, in 48 hours. Well, I mean, that's awesome. But it's kind of like um, that habit of like, you just go and look at the fridge. And yeah. It's not like oh, yeah, addicted. dude, I do that all the time. 
yeah and it's not like you're just addicted to like food you're just like i don't know it's just like something you you're used you're used to doing yeah so like i don't know maybe i don't know if that's actually addiction or not i feel like addiction is like holy shit i need it like i'm fiending for this shit like i'm not fiending for like instagram notifications it was more just like i was so used to for years i, I think always there's having various layers of it like I, I don't think most people who are addicted to it are like scratching themselves trying to look at it it's moreover if you're like if you have made it a habit to the point where you're checking it at the best of other things that's an addiction like there's varying levels it's a very wide scale yeah i'm mostly just making fun of you i i absolutely feel it. and that's why i take detox days so i take de- like multiple detox days sometimes hmm. like it, it's yeah i i think now I'm going to stay logged out of Instagram. I'm going to pick like three times throughout the day where I log on and I just handle whatever it is there. And then I log back off again. Cause I think that'll be, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's that before I was not letting it cause I don't want to make it sound like I had control over me. It didn't. It was more, I felt this is my job. I need to be always plugged into it. You, you need to be in control. You said that yourself. I'm just using your own words. Yeah, we did talk about that with the podcast. That was a big thing. I'm like, I need... But now I have that in soccer. Yeah, you, know? you, you so have like, that in a lot of aspects of your life. You weren't in control in a lot of things, like with the military, with moving, with, with a whole bunch of unknown variables. And now you have that control back. So I, I think it's changing your outlook a little bit and your general demeanor. Yeah, it might. I, th- I think that's definitely an accurate statement to make because like we were talking about it before or like... I needed, I just needed something in my life that I was controlling. And when I'm in the army, I'm not controlling my life. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, I have the freedom to do what I want. I run a team. I run a couple teams actually now. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, that need in my life is fulfilled. And I don't have any of the things that I don't enjoy because I don't have to do things I don't enjoy. That's a great thing. Uh, I'm going to keep reiterating, like, that is the best part for me about not being in the military. It's not that the only thing I didn't enjoy doing was the military. It was I didn't, like, I would have to do things I didn't want to do. And now I just don't have to. Like, if there's something I don't, like, let's say I don't want to go, I don't know, like era, you know, my friends are all going and doing this thing. Like, I don't have to go do that. I don't have to fulfill any obligation. I don't want to, I don't have to take on any obligations. I don't want to. Um, it's a very freeing thing. I can just kind of do whatever I want. And what I want to do is coach soccer and spend time with my family. So that's what I do. I coach soccer and I spend time with my family. I think it's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And I golf sometimes and you golf sometimes for the uh the um networking i lost the word for networking yeah there's like a small part of me that enjoys the idea of getting better at it but then like if you were to ask me like hey are you gonna go and like practice your fucking golf swing by yourself it's like no if if like if like some of my friends aren't going i'm not going like i don't I don't have any desire to go out and get better at golf just for the sake of getting better at golf. Yeah. But, no, that honestly yeah. makes sense. I, 
I've I've tried to watch golf and like I've I've gone to a driving range oh, every God. once in a while. I I just hate it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't judge anyone who enjoys it, but it is it's like pulling teeth for me. It's the least fun hobby. But like if if you like it, you should do it. I mean, like I just like the networking bit, and I get to I get to do things and meet people that I have no business meeting with. Um, and you never know who you're going to run into on a golf course. Um, you never know. No, you might, especially if you get into those high-end country clubs, which I'm very guilty of having done this just last week. I don't pay for shit when I go golfing because I'm always golfing with somebody who is like well beyond like my network of people. Yeah. And he's always like, no, no, we'll just go under my membership. Like I'll host. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess I'm just bad. like going along. And then dude, some of this shit, like some memberships, people like pay thousands of dollars to bring up to like six people each time they go golfing and like have an open bar. Like it's crazy. I don't drink a lot, but like you have somebody that follows you around. That's like, uh, do you, and they, they can make like any fucking drink. They have this whole cart. They can make like any drink that you want. And it's like, yeah, I mean like, sure. I'll take like a, like what did I have the other day? I don't remember. I'm not a big drinker. It was like something in Coke. And I'm like, I never drink soda and I never drink brown liquor, but here I am like on a golf course. Yeah. So like if you bought that, you know, from the, from the place, if it wasn't an open bar, it'd probably cost you 40 bucks. Yeah. It's just take advantage. It's just wild. Yeah. It's just wild. Like I get to go to weddings, dude. I get to go to fucking weddings. Yeah. And I don't have to ask permission. You, you went like last week, didn't you? Yeah. I'm going, um, I'm going to another wedding. I'm going to a couple weddings of like old friends or family and like, it doesn't matter if it's ten hours away. I can just fucking go. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't have to ask anybody. It's all the little like, things I, you really take for granted while you're you're in the military. Yeah, I have to ask my wife. I don't have to fill out a piece of paper and then get it signed by three people, and then the paper gets lost, and then, you know, like I have to refill it out because I was a retard and didn't save it. I I can you get a text it. saying, hey, hey, you know, our wedding's coming up here. Do you do you want to come? And I like turn. I look at my wife. I'm like, hey, wedding coming up here. You want to go? How far away is it? 14 hours yeah sure let's go and i'm like okay cool and that's the decision like i have more control over my life and it's it's great that's a good feeling it's great genuinely yeah but um yeah no that's the excitement going on in my life honestly no excitement is good excitement it, it the the i i know that again and I've, I've said it a few times and i sound like a broken record you seem very different in a good way i feel the same but um you know you, you feel the same but you're like your attitude your demeanor how on edge you are everything like you're even like the intonations of your voice i don't know if anyone else can pick this up but it's calmer everything is calmer everyone's gonna think i'm fucking like stoned i'm not no but you if can that's now true, yeah. i can yeah. that's the thing athena place if you could edit out her doing all that. No, I mean, it's not bad. Just dude, dude, if I can get away with fucking like laptop audio while we scream about autism, then you could probably. Yeah, but Nathan, I'm fucking back now. All right. Quality is still needed. Well, well, fuck you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, freedom of choice is a great thing. And having that freedom to do whatever I want is, uh, is really nice though i haven't noticed a change 
it's probably again it's probably like been gradual and you don't really see outside the box while you're inside the box if that makes any sense no that's why it's good to have honest friends yeah no it's i wouldn't be saying this for fun like it i've noticed something i might also be retired i know i'm retarded i just you know i'm okay at reading people it's a shame that our schedules didn't line up with BR being here. Because... Yeah, no, I, I really wanted to record with BR, and I, I feel like the three of us should do another at some point. It's just you, you have a really lame schedule now, and I, I get it, I get it. You, have, you got actual stuff to do. Here I am, like, like I work from my couch. It's like, I, I've, I've worked basically every day. Um, tomorrow's my birthday, so I'm just going to, like, rent a boat or something and, like, go to an island and just, like, read a book in the sun. Um... But other than that, I forgot our birthdays are very close together. Oh, I have your birthday in my calendar too. I just looked. Oh shit! I think okay. I have yours in mine. I'm going to send you a care package. It's going to be full of bugs to eat. I need to get your address again. That's that's okay. I yeah, we'll 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 switch we'll switch ours. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think it feels awkward that we're recording again, you and I? Because it's been so long. No, not really. Why? No. Yeah. No. If if I seem distracted, it's because I'm super ADHD. I'm always like this. No, no, no. I was just curious. I don't know. Maybe I'm just only the nervous one. I think you're you're overly nervous. To me, uh, it doesn't feel like anything's really different. We're having conversations like we always did. Like we didn't really get as shit posty as usual. But that's also not the topic of this episode. We're not talking about John Harvey. Fuck John Harvey Kellogg. Fuck John Harvey He's Kellogg. We need a we need to do that target by the way of John Harvey Kellogg. Dude, I will do that right now. Like when you go do your shit at two, I will uh, I will do that. You want to know what's weird? What? I've been seeing so many other people talk about John Harvey Kellogg now. It, I wonder if it's one one of those things. You know, you put it out in there in the world, and oh no, we are not the first people to hate John Harvey Kellogg. No, we're not. not even but remotely. you want to know what happened? I was texting um, Br about this yeah. when we released the fat people shaming uh, episode. Like two weeks later. Joe Rogan released an episode, and I'm a, I, I like listening to Joe. Um, I don't always agree with him, but um, <laughs> you don't have to agree I, with I, everyone you listen to. I, I like the type of po- uh, podcast he runs, yeah. and he was talking about fat people, and like I swear to God, yeah, it was like he heard our podcast, and I I know he definitely didn't, and like his talking points are his own, but I swear to God, like I was listening to him, and I'm like. This motherfucker is saying exactly what we were saying. What what if he like, did listen? What about like, hey, shout out to fucking Joe there. Uh, Joe, what do you think about lizard people? There's there's no fucking Jamie way. Look that up. Um, Jamie, look that up. But um, I was just sitting there listening, and he's bringing up like Lizzo. He's bringing up fat people. He's making the same points about how like how he doesn't like respect people that are just like wasting their life. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, loosely, and I sent it. To, I sent it to him, and I'm like dude, listen to this. Like, I, f- I feel like, and there's no way that he listened and there's no way. That you never know, like, dude. What if, what if he, cause we, we get recommended yeah. next to his and Spotify. What if he just fucking listened to it? What if, what if he did? What, what if Joe is just one of those like hidden little subscribers that, uh, listens to every episode, including the one about schizo ranting all no, of the, no way. And he's the type of person where he'd be like, I was listening to this podcast. Yeah with uh you know it's called the art and war podcast with mitch and nathan um and they were talking about and you know and he would he would probably do something like that there's no way in fact it's just a coincidence but i remember listening and i'm like wow i don't know it's cool joe rogan listens to the art and war podcast with mitch and nathan confirmed confirmed you heard it here this is on the record confirmed 
Joe Rogan listens. Hello, Joe. Shalom. Um, no, there's no way. But I did think it was funny. Um, but just in general, I noticed uh, uptick in people talking about John Harvey Kellogg. I saw a lot more memes that we weren't tagged in from people that didn't follow us about John Harvey Kellogg. And I'm like, look at this getting out yeah, there. Yeah, good. People realizing. And you want to know what's going to happen? I want to drive down there and piss in his grave. Sorry, go on. We're going to get a lawsuit from like Kellogg. <laughs> <That's exciting. laughs> well, a good thing about uh, Joe um plagiarizing our episode is they'll go after him first oh i meant to ask you i've been meaning to ask you yeah did you sign me up for kellogg's emails fucking what you're the only one that i could think that of has that has your email has that email that has that no email. but it's fucking hilarious I started getting emails from kellogg's <laughs> that is like promoting their cereal and i thought it was you that was like fucking with me that's like i'm gonna sign him up for this shit <laughs> No, that's not. This is like weird Google Analytics or like Zuckerberg knows or or someone somewhere. I thought it, it might have been BR, but like I thought no, that, was- that would be hilarious, and I would absolutely take ownership of it if it was me. I thought somebody was for sure fucking with me because I've been getting Kellogg's emails. Wait, 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 wait! I, fuck, I'm getting huge deja vu. I think I may have got one too. One sec, dude. Somebody's fucking with us. No, I, I guess not. Maybe it's just a false memory. But I get multiple that's fucking weird multiple. and and really funny like i i wish i could take credit for that because uh whoever did that fucking kudos unless it's you know like Zuckbot or you know google peon in which case fuck you well um i do got to get going this episode's a little short that's okay we, we've been averaging around two hours lately we're closing the episode out because i gotta get going my wife also just texted me um hey thanks everybody for listening and thank you for you know everything uh looking back on uh what we've done together has been great and thank you nathan for helping uh be a part of that don't worry about it dude but before we close it out now i am the host i i am the host now tom hanks meme from that movie dad advice go oh fuck (laughs) you didn't see this coming motherfucker no i didn't um Take control of your life and spend time doing what you want to do, if you can. I know there's going to be some times in life where you have to do things you don't necessarily want to just because of, you know, the uh, flourishing economy. Oh, dude, um, the economy's doing so good. It's doing so good. Americans Um, have more in their savings than ever before. So great. And, you know, just overall world conditions that you're not always going to be able to you know, make the choice you want to, but as much as you can try and make the choice that you want to make and not the choice that you're kind of forced to make. If that makes sense. Try and put yourself in that situation and uh, you'll be a much happier person. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.